Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Infinity Film Podcast. A fresh new episode, not one from the vault this week. Um, I'm your host, Roderick Lipshot. And as always, I never do these shows by myself. Ben, Jimin Saunders. How are you doing today, buddy? Hey, Rod, doing good. And uh, just like Bon Jovi said, we're halfway there, almost, through through 2021. You know what, Ben? Because I haven't seen you in two weeks, I'll give it a 10. That was a 10 today. No, I don't know. I don't know if I deserve that, but <laughs> no, that was that was clever. That was good because okay, it fits good. it fits the mood for our show today. Yes, it does. Um, we are doing uh, half of the half year superlatives today. That's what we're gonna call it. I don't know what Ben's gonna name the episode, but <laughs> half year superlatives today, um, or for this episode, even though we're kind of in the sixth month of the year, we're, we're doing it right now anyway. But yeah. you know what? It's whatever. Twenty twenty one's been a strange year, Ben. You know, uh, theaters have opened back up. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have gotten a chance to see a couple movies in theaters. You and I got to see a movie together in theaters. That's right. Um, you know, when we hung out last, holy shit, that was a month ago now. <laughs> wow. Yep. Time flies. Yeah, there's been some good movies to come out this year. This feels like 2020, though. You like, you know, 2020 didn't get off to a really great start. Um, there, were, there were some good movies, you know, but it got better as the year went on. That's kind of how this year is going, too. Uh, mm-hmm. However, I did watch a lot of festival films this year. Mm-hmm. Not sure if all those movies are going to be released this year. Right. So when it comes to my end of the year list, I might have to take some of those out, put it with save them for next year. But regardless, Ben, uh, we are here to talk about our half years of Pearl because there were still, I would say there's still some good movies to come out from this year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we both probably have one or two. Definitely one. I'm sure both you and I both have one. It's definitely going to be in our top five when we get to that point. Maybe two. I'm not sure. Without further ado, before actually before we get started with all of that, Marvel's back. Loki's out this week. I had a nice trip to Disney. And of course, Ben, when you go to Disney, you come back home broke. That's right. Because, you know, it's like $25,000 for a bag of pretzels. But, you know, <laughs> it's one of this. But shout out to Disney. Had some cool stuff. Universal. And all. I, I sent you that picture of the Velocicoaster. I'm excited yeah. for you guys to ride it when you guys get down there in a couple yep. months. So September. And we got. I, I also got to meet Dakota for the first time. Oh, sweet. Uh, yep. Got, yep. Hung out with her for about an hour, hour or so. So hopefully we can get Dakota back on the show soon. Mm-hmm. It's just good to see you, man. It's been a couple of weeks. Feels longer than that, actually. Yeah. But uh, we've got a rundown to do, my friend. That is right. The Infinity Rundown. That's right. So I'm turning the mic over to you. All right. So. Uh, All right. Time's up. Back okay. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Give me some more time. A couple things here. We got a review I wanted to do. Um, for a recent stand-up special, and then some movie news wanted to run through. But anyway, first the the review I saw inside Bo Burnham. That was Everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's oh, yeah. been talking about that. <laughs> I, you know, Ben, I was gonna watch it. I have Netflix literally pulled up on my TV, and mm-hmm. I turned on Grey's Anatomy instead. So yeah, I'll oh, get okay. to it eventually. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's different from a normal stand-up special, of course, because he films it like in his uh, recording studio, I guess, uh, near, his, near his house. And uh, the, the funny songs are still there. The, the funny jokes are still there. But it, there's some parts where he kind of goes into, you know, his, his, uh, you get to see his, his psyche a little bit. And I think he had a mental issues, I guess, and, and working through a lot uh, with depression. You, you get hints of that in, in this special. So it, it's very intimate and... Uh, you know, deep from from his heart and mind. So it's it has funny and 
uh, jokes and it's lighthearted, but then it's also really interesting and, and emotional to, to see this uh, side of him too. And what a lot of us were feeling during the quarantine. So I, I do recommend uh, checking that out. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'll get to it. You know, maybe, uh, no, probably not anytime soon, but you know, one of these <laughs> days, one of these days I'll get to get around to, you know, I'm not much of a stand up kind of a person, but oh, okay. Uh, every once in a while, you know, I'll turn on something like Kevin Hart or, uh, yeah, Kevin Hart. <laughs> All right. But yeah, what else you got for us today, Ben? So then some casting news. Let's go with John Wick 4. It's got two uh, big names here. We got ah, Donnie okay. Yen. Yeah. And Bill Skarsgård joining the cast. Can I be honest uh, with you, Ben? I was more excited about Bill Skarsgård than Donnie Yen. I don't really? Know yeah. I don't Interesting. Know why. <laughs> don't know why. Pennywise himself showing up. We don't know if it'll be good or bad, of course, but. um yeah, it's it's interesting. We'll we'll see what he does. Uh, but yeah, Donnie Yen. I, I kind of sound hypocritical, I guess, because I uh, <laughs> I haven't seen any of the Ip Man movies that um, Donnie Yen's known for. You know, I thought um, I did, and I realized <laughs> I haven't. So mm-hmm. it's on my list. They're on my watch list. Yeah, I'll get to sometime in the next year or so. But yeah, but I loved him in Rogue One. He was really yep. cool. And then um, I was excited for him in Mulan, but. That was uh, Disney's fault for wasting him there. Wait, wait. Yeah, but uh, but the, he he seems like a really cool guy. So, yeah, great martial artist. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what all they uh, they give him to do in John Wick Four. He'll be the villain. Curious. Yeah, could be. And it was yeah, like it was good to see Halle Berry back for part three. So has uh, she been cast for part action? four? I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see her come back, but uh, they've been kind of quiet lately with that. Official. Yeah. So. But uh, new additions are really cool here. Creed three, <laughs> I have not seen either of the Creed movies yet, but it looks like they found their <laughs> villain, I guess, or whoever uh, Michael B. Jordan is going up against, and it is Jonathan Majors. I was excited about this one. This one, this might have been my favorite casting news in the past like week or so, because mm-hmm. uh, I love Jonathan Majors just because of uh, Lovecraft Country on HBO. He was really good in that, and then I still have to watch the Black. Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, but I hear he's really good in that too. So yep. he's up and coming. Um, if you haven't, haven't heard the name, you're going to because he's also going to be playing Kang and Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Media. So right. get used to the name, guys. Get used to the name. Yep. I loved him in uh, The Five Bloods. He was really good there. So was he in the see you were a much bigger fan of the five <laughs> than i was who was he in the five what did he play one of the younger no he, he was the themselves? delroy's uh son oh shit that was him yep sorry spike i guess really didn't pay that much attention <laughs> shouldn't have made your movie so freaking long but anyway yeah it is long yeah i'm, I'm excited for that I, I will definitely watch the other creed and rocky movies before uh <laughs> seeing this third one be a good build up to that going into animated into the Spider-Verse 2 is found their Spider-Woman, and it's Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. I have heard her name thrown around a lot. I have not seen much from her. I think the Lovebirds is probably the most, uh, the, the biggest thing I've seen from her. I am. Uh, she was very funny in that. Trying to pull up her filmography right now. I've, yeah, I watched a couple of episodes of Insecure, mm-hmm. um, which is good. I haven't watched the photograph. Didn't look all that interesting to me. Uh, I I thought her chemistry with, <coughs> excuse me, with um, Kamal Kamal and then Johnny was good in the Lovebirds, yeah. and it's it's kind of a forgettable movie, 
then with yeah. their chemistry kind of saved it from being a train wreck. So, yeah, I'm excited, though. This is good. I I, I just like that we're going to get Spider-Woman in this. I'm curious as mm-hmm. to what other spider people are going to be in this. There's rumors that maybe Tom Holland Spider-Man might show up, which I kind of hope it, it doesn't. I don't really want that, but that'd be a little weird. Yeah, yeah, it would be a little weird, but we'll see. You know what happens? Um, movie's coming out next year, so yep. I'm looking forward to it. this. This is great casting, though. Great casting. Yeah, I'm the cast very diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another actress who I don't think I've seen her in anything because she is quite young. Um, and joining, that's right, Knives Out too. Another uh, <laughs> casting news: uh, Madeline Klein who I think is most famous for the Outer Banks show that's on Netflix. Have you, have you seen the show? Uh, this show, I ha- I've heard about it. Um, okay. I, have, I haven't watched it, though. It's a Netflix show, right? Yep. Yeah. That, dude, Netflix is terrible at marketing their shows. Um, <laughs> so I, when I heard about Outer Banks, I was like, what the hell is that? Then I watched the show, and I was like, oh, that looks kind of fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't seen her anything else. She was in Boy Erased, which I have watched um, with Lucas Hedges and Nicole Kidman, but I don't remember her character all that much. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've I don't think I've seen her anything either. Uh, but I have seen Boy Erased. I just don't I haven't remembered. I don't remember her character. But regardless, um, you know, maybe she'll play another Catherine Langford type. Right. That's what I was gonna say. So we'll see. I mean, Catherine Langford is in my opinion, probably a much better actress, but well, you know, we'll see. We will see. Mm-hmm. Madeline Klein has showed up in an episode of Stranger Things, though. So, oh, really? Okay. Yes, yes. I believe it was the second season, which we all kind of think is the weakest. So, take that for what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really remember that season that much, so I. Yeah, <laughs> I not a lot of her. us do, Dan. Not yeah. a lot of us do. <laughs> But uh, hopefully she'll make an impact with Knives Out 2. Positivity, positivity, because yes. we are excited for Knives Out 2 here on this podcast. We're very excited. Indeed. Uh, and the last bit of news here, going from part two to a part three, um, A Quiet Place part three. Uh, and it may, it may just be set in the universe, actually. I don't think it's a direct sequel. Um, but Krasinski has said he has an idea that they're using, but he's not directing this one. And it's Jeff Nichols behind the camera, which I think if, if anyone's going to take it over, um, he's, he's a good choice with uh, midnight special and uh, some of the other films he's made kind of seem similar with the, the sci-fi and the intimate vibe. Well, actually, I have not seen midnight special. I have seen loving and I have <laughs> seen mud and I like both of those. Yeah. Mud too. Yeah, my, that's with Matthew McConaughey. So yeah, those, yeah. both of those are really good. Uh, Midnight Special is actually on my list. Uh, so I'll probably, I, I'm going I'm to get around to it, though. But yeah, I'm excited. If he's going to take over, or if anyone's going to take over, I'm glad it's him. I'm, I'm not too sure about a spinoff set yeah. in this world. I'd much rather just see a part three because well, we're going to talk about A Quiet Place Part 2 much later on, right. but uh, part three is or part two kind of leaves you hanging with another like oh I want part three not oh spinoff time yeah but if they're doing what I think they might do which we're not going to get into spoilers but not all the humans are what they were and if they're going to go that route I'd, I'd be curious yeah I guess build up yeah more characters but yeah like you I, I'd rather have a good set trilogy with the, the mm-hmm. family that we've uh 
grown to know. Everyone's so. trying to build a cinematic freaking universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I've uh, I've enjoyed these first two in this <laughs> franchise, I guess we'll call it. Um, so hopefully the next will be good as well. And last thing, real quick, we we never do this, but talk about uh, set pictures or anything. But I just wanted to shout out Jacob because uh, him and I were very excited and talking about Harrison Ford on the set of uh, oh, here we Jones go. 5. Oh, God. I knew this was coming. I was like, <laughs> Nothing, wait, uh... hold on a second. Set photos. What's the... Oh, 85. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll get into details, but it was just, uh, it's it's really cool and uh, nice picture of him and the, the fedora and jacket and everything. Glad to see him back. So. I will say, I got a little nostalgic. Okay. And I was like, <sighs> yeah. Indy. Now you and <laughs> yeah. Jacob are much bigger fans of the franchise than I am, but I, mm-hmm. I, I still have Raiders in my like top hundred films of all time. I think mm-hmm. Raiders is freaking brilliant. There's so much to love about that. There's so much to love about all three movies. Yeah. yeah three. All three. Yeah. Yeah. All three. That's right. <laughs> uh, you know what though, Ben? You know what? I am planning. We're, we are going to do an indie retrospective here soon. I'm going to go into watching part because I haven't watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in a long time. I'm going to go into it open-minded because I, Good. I remember, I remember stuff. I don't remember everything. But you know, indeed, being stuck in a fridge, I would like to erase it from my head. Yeah, completely. Well, we'll save that for later. You know what, though? Mangold, Mangold's been nothing but gold lately. So, here's <laughs> open. Nice. Yep. Oh, shit, I didn't even realize that. That's that was good. That was clever. Look yep. at me. Look at me. All right. Yeah, I, I just had one thing. Uh, speaking of Jacob, Jacob posted something on his story, uh, talking about uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, they have the third Jurassic World movie, and what is this, the fifth? No, sixth entry Six. in, in yep. the in the Jesus Christ in the franchise. You know, we were talking a little bit off camera, off camera, off before we started recording, Ben, about uh, you know, I, I, I just didn't really care for Fallen Kingdom. What what, what are your thoughts on before I get into this news here? What what are your thoughts on the two Jurassic World movies, real quick, Ben? Uh I don't understand all the, the hate for them. I mean, I, I still like the original Jurassic Park the best, but Jurassic World I thought was good, was fun. I have um, no problem with Jurassic and, World because it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was fun, and then even you know, kind of creepy at parts. They they did well with the you know kind of jump scare and stuff. And then Fallen Kingdom, I think we we're talking before too. The the first half I think is strong. Yeah, um, pretty pretty definitely. good. <laughs> and then the second uh, the second part was interesting to me. It was something new, which I appreciated, but it, it just wasn't <laughs> up to the I level. I think of, if they had stuff. gotten rid of that hybrid girl storyline i probably would have enjoyed it more yeah but that kind of took it down for me but i did like some of the horror stuff in that second act yeah i will say or the, the second half i will say that i just that whole thing with getting off you know getting the animals off the off the reserve or mm-hmm. off the island and you know that that was so cool um yep. i just wish to kind of just made a whole movie about it but i, I get it because we did spend all jurassic world on the island so we'll see what happens with this um but with dominion What's well, it's coming out June 10th of next year. Wow. <laughs> They're saying, I know, long time. Yeah. If you go see Fast and Furious 9 and IMAX, you will get an extended look at Jurassic World Dominion. Now, Ben, I already told you, I already got my tickets to go see you know, Fast 9 and Dolby on that, that Thursday night. Might have to go. Because I'm, I'm always curious because they, you know, not all movies, but some movies do this where you can, you know, get a sneak peek in IMAX or something like yeah. that. No one did that a couple of times with his movie with his movie. So I'm I'm curious. Cause I, I kind of I, like I said, I want to know the tone of the movie, mm-hmm. what, what you know what to expect. And uh I did not know Jake Jonathan was coming back. I'm excited now. Jake Oh, Jonathan sweet. Yeah. 
because I, I like this character in the world. That. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we got the, yeah. So we'll see what happens. I, I'm probably going to go see it. I don't know if you're going to do it, but here, you know, fingers crossed. Oh, Justin Smith is coming back. Never mind. You know, whatever. <laughs> he's, he's all right. He was annoying in Fallen Kingdom. He was yeah, annoying. well, yeah. His character was. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably just sticking with the uh, regular Regal for F9. Um, and it's a it's a neat idea. Well, yeah, with the movie being a year out, I could uh, I am interested to <laughs> if I can get a sneak peek. But I also don't like really seeing stuff, you know, fifteen minutes or whatever out, out of context. And then when you go see the movie, you already know what's going to happen in those scenes. For me personally, so this makes me, you know, Fast Nines are two and a half hours. Gosh, you know, yeah. so I being stuck, you know, that not being stuck watching. <laughs> Like a ten minute sequence of Dominion, it better be worth it. Better, better yeah. be worth it. Yep. Uh, in no way am I saying you know Fast Nine's gonna be bad or anything. I'm very much looking forward to Fast Nine. You know, it's been. I just, it better be worth the, however long it is. It is better just be like an egg hatching in IMAX, just like, you know, <laughs> and, uh, like a little dinosaur claw comes out. Ah, we'll see you in a uh, year. <laughs> all right. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Without further ado, that's our rundown, Ben. Let's go ahead and get into our half year of superlatives, and then we're going to do our mailbag section at the very end. Mailbag. So, yeah, like I said, 2021, we're going to do uh, our superlatives. Let's go ahead and get the negative out the way, Ben. Let's talk about films or just a film or whatever. I don't know how many you have. Any films this year, Ben, that have been a disappointment to you? Yeah, so the dig- the biggest disappointment <laughs> for me, the biggest disappointment is uh, – we talked about recently woman in the window. Um, like I said before, I had read the book and then heard about the cast and I was super pumped and then heard it was delayed and then delayed again and then delayed again. And then Netflix bought it and I was even less uh, enthused. So, and then of course it came out and I think we both agreed it was not very good. And well, you, had you know what, Ben? They can listen to our episode to find out. That's right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> to get more details there, but I'll just let you know that it was a very big disappointment for me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. So I, I you know, you had one, so I'll probably try to stick with one also just, you know, for time's sake. I was going to piss you off and say coming to America, but it's, it's a comedy. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it be. I wasn't the biggest fan. It had its moments for sure. I was just yeah. like, man, whatever. Woman in the Window was a... God, the lockdown and Hathaway. She was LG for the HBO Max original. I can get into that. Even Tom and Jerry, I, I thought that could have been somewhat fun, man. You know, I didn't, you know, whatever. Well, I'm gonna talk about a movie that just came out and uh, really, really, I fell asleep twice, Ben. I fell asleep twice, and that is The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. This movie was dull. I was not happy with this at all. I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters. I watched it Sunday night, actually, Ben, when we got back from our trip. Mm-hmm. And um, nothing about this is memorable. <laughs> and I was looking forward to this because the, the first two content movies I really love. Like, they're both in my top 20 of all-time favorite horror movies. This was just, it was there. If it wasn't for Patrick Wilson and Vera Famiga, who I'm both very fond of, this movie would probably be my least favorite movie of the year. But there is, you know, there's that and there's a couple, there's one sequence in the beginning. Uh, it's an exorcism sequence that was really well done, but yeah, this 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 was just a big a big big no for me, man. 
not good at all. I honestly, Ben, I, I know you have HBO Max. Uh, I, I wouldn't even watch on HBO Max either. I, I would skip it. <laughs> wow. I, I honestly, I, I just, I, it felt like, honestly, I think I enjoy some of the animal movies more than this. And I don't like really any of the animal movies. So, yeah. Interesting. That's, all right. That will do it for me with that. I, well, mm, without remorse was also pretty bad too, but Michael B. Jordan was really trying. So I'm, I'm going to give him a pass. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll stick with uh, Conjuring and don't make me do it. Okay. I had, uh, I have plans to, to see it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but, you know, with the Regal Unlimited Pass, it's pretty much free. So, but anyway, all right, we can move on. All right. Yes. Let's move on to a couple of films that surprised us this year. Um, how many films do you have, Ben? Just I just wrote down the one. All right. So uh, I have I have a couple. I think you've enjoyed a lot more <laughs> so far. And well, you've seen a lot more than me. Too. I have seen 68 films so far from 2021. Ooh, just yep. yeah, I mean, These are just 2021 releases. So this hasn't accounted for the other movies that I've watched this year. But yeah, 68 2021 releases. And this also accounts for a bed to the festival films that I also watched. Right. So I will go for because I have three. My first one, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Was not expecting to enjoy it that much. That was my one. All right, well, I will leave you to yeah. talk about that. Uh, Cruella, holy crap! I re- oh, I see that face. Uh oh, oh boy. Oh, well, you know, Ben, I used to agree on a lot of things, guys, <laughs> and now we've just we've grown apart. We've grown apart. But anyway, yeah, I I really I I dug Cruella quite a bit. But Ben, well, before I say my other one, why don't you talk about Mitchell's versus the machines? Uh, okay, yeah, we'll talk about both real quick. Yeah, Mitchell's was definitely surprised that I think I I didn't even see a trailer, but I saw like an ad for it, I guess, on Netflix or something, and I was like, okay, another animated. I was like, ah, maybe we'll see. And then it came out, and I didn't watch it. And then a couple of people were like, yeah, this is this is pretty good. And then even my brother told me, who's ten years older than me, he was like, yo, I watch this animated movie check it out i was like wow okay if he's recommending animated movie must be good so uh yeah i I watched it and it was it was really good Anna and i were cracking up the whole time and then it's got good heart too so kind of kind of came out of nowhere for me so that was a big surprise i'll get my negativity for cruella out of the way um (laughs) there there were okay i loved well, we're going to talk a little bit about some some people later. There's aspects I like a lot. Um, oh! It almost uh, it almost made my disappointment list there, just because the the story is the main thing that was like <laughs> in the beginning. There's stuff that happens, and I thought it was like obviously, you know, going to come back later. And the, the the CGI, there's only a little bit, but it's not good, and and kind of took me out of the film. Yeah, they they made two whole live action movies with dogs and then have like three scenes with dogs in this one and they CGI and it just doesn't look good and I don't know why they did that. So but yeah, the, the story it just was like weird and kind of predictable to me. And then there's a, a plot element at the end that made me roll my eyes, honestly. But other aspects I, I liked a lot, which I will bring up later. So Yeah, this this was a blast because I we, we were both kind of dreading this, honestly, because we just didn't really care. The only reason why we were, we were interested because I'm a stone. Uh, but she's well, we're going to talk about her later, I'm sure. I will agree with you on the CGI. <laughs> there are sequences on a balcony. And I was like, wow, 
this yeah. is just <laughs> bad. Yeah. Like really, really bad. I think another part you're eye rolled about too, because like I think I might have eye rolled also. But I just I just had a lot of fun with this. And really it's because of Emma Stone. But I want to say my praise for Emma Stone for later in the show. But I just I had a lot more fun than I was anticipating. I actually uh yeah, I, I saw this in Dobie. I just went by myself actually. And I, you know, just sat down with a bucket of popcorn and I yeah, I, I just I just thoroughly enjoyed this bit. I it it's it's a fun movie. It's it's not the best live action, but it's it, it's not the worst. Yeah, either. I wouldn't even say it's middle of the road. I would say it's it's in my upper tier list now. Not quite as good as Jungle Book for me, but it's up there. It's you know, for a villain origin story, I was pleased. I was I was I was pleased. The runtime also it was it was a, it was a bit much, and the soundtrack as well ben was just getting on my nerves that's like my one big oh, negative uh-huh. well it was not the, the songs it was just it felt like every other scene we had to include a song and yeah. it just reminded me of captain marvel so much because captain marvel yeah. did the exact same thing yeah um so yeah but I, like i said i had a blast with this and really it was emma stone and the chemistry between her and her two friends um together i for, i'm forgetting their names already oh my god the actors yeah joel fry and paul walter hauser yeah. mm-hmm. they were both paul walter hauser especially was really good yeah and joel fry is, uh jasper i liked him yeah him and emma stone kind of have this emotional connection i like their chemistry a lot so and emma thompson was great but were we all really surprised that she was great so <laughs> i'll tell you this though ben excuse my language for the kids at home but emma thompson in this movie's a bitch <laughs> Yes, she is. And she is mean, cold. I, I thought Meryl Streep and Devil Wars Prada was mean. Oh, my God. This yeah. woman is just the worst. Yeah. Throwing cucumbers at people. and <laughs> Yes, that's the worst thing she did in this movie. Man. Yeah. But someone, <laughs> someone had to call it out, and I just did. So. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know that's not the worst thing she's done. Yeah. So I did have one other surprise I want to talk about just real quick. And that... <laughs> Ben's gonna be mad at me for this one too. It's Army of the Dead with Zack Snyder. I had a lot. I had a lot of fun. We just talked about this like a week on our last podcast, though, so I'm not gonna get too much into it. But another movie I just had a ton of fun with. Another film I wasn't really looking forward to. The trailers were good, not great, but I just love the chemistry with the cast. Dave Bautista surprised the hell out of me, and uh, yeah, it's just a really, really fun movie. Like I said, the zombie stuff, the zombie sequences, and that that, that casino shootout, I could just watch all day. I, I love it. So, yeah, so those are my three. Bet any other surprises? I wasn't gonna talk about Raya also because I really liked Raya, but I don't know if that's really a surprise. Cause I think everyone we, we all kind of thought it was good anyway. So if that's it though, Ben, we can move on to our performance section now. How many performances do you have? Two. I will I wrote that a lot, so I'm gonna also stick with two just so we can for time's sake. Uh go ahead and say your first one. First one, number one, which we haven't talked about yet from a quiet place part two, Millicent Simmons. Yeah, she kills it. Mm-hmm. Um, where where the first movie you could kind of say it was Emily Blunt's, you know. Um, That's, no, it, yes, it was. No, not okay. kind of. It was. All right, we can agree. <laughs> All right, good. Um, yeah, that that was her movie. I think I think this one is for for the kids, but mostly Millicent Simmons. Yeah, she's she's a standout. Of course, she was great in the first one too, but um, she kind of takes the reins and um, has a lot of solo scenes that that she does just amazing um 
and acting with other actors too, like Killian Murphy. She she holds her own, and I forget I don't know how old she is, but she's like I mean teenager. Yeah, I think she's like six, fifteen, sixteen years old. Yeah. Like so yeah, um, but yeah, she was she was excellent, and I don't want to get into spoilers, of course, because it's still kind of fresh um, the movie, but yeah, she was. She's really 18. good. One of the best child actors. 18. Okay. She just turned 18 in March. She upstaged pretty much everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, Emily Blunt really wasn't given much to do in this movie. This wasn't right. really about her. Yeah. Uh, Noah Jupe was also really good in the movie, too. Yeah. I'm gonna say. He is. Uh, all I'm going to say is Bear Trap. Yeah. Dale. And people... Some people just real quick. Some people were like mad at that scene. I mean, we won't say what it is, but I um, I can't blame them. <laughs> I would do the exact same thing. Here. Yeah, yeah. All right, like yeah. Okay, if you, <laughs> you know what? No. All right. Well, we'll talk about that off screen. Okay. Um. All right. So I actually made a top ten, Ben, and I I don't know which ones I'm gonna choose, but my first to. one, I know I'm gonna have to. My first one, you know, since you're probably going to talk about Emma Stone, I want to stick away from Emma Stone. And I am going to go with a festival film that I saw. And then I, and then I recently watched it again. And Robin Wright, if you don't know the name, is from House of Cards. Well, you should know uh, the name. Come on. I mean, you should know the name, Robin Wright. <laughs> she's, you know, she's a legend, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, if you don't know Robin Wright, is, look her up. And you probably will. Uh, she had a little film that come out this year, Ben, called Land. And I got to watch it at Sundance first. And then I watched it again recently uh, when I came out. I bought it on digital. I watched it again. Uh, I've, only, I've watched it now two or three times. And I got to say, her performance is incredible. It's, an, it's basically, the movie's about her. All right? she, her character goes through a tragedy. And she decides to kind of leave her life behind and go live in the woods. And it's a very emotional, subdued, you know, emotionally subdued performance. I would say it's, it's, it's quiet, but it's not what I love about it so much is there are a lot of chances in this film for her to overreact to things. And she doesn't go that route. And I like that a lot about it. And the last like 10 minutes of the film, especially I really, really loved without giving anything away, there's kind of this thing she has going on with her sister and I kind of teared up at the end, the decision she made. Not a lot of people are talking about it because it kind of you know flew under the radar because it was kind of coming out while the other Oscar films and everything were getting mm-hmm. attention. Uh, came out back in February, only made $2.6 million in the box office, which is <laughs> kind of sad, but wow. yeah. you know, it's a small film. Um, it's a small cast, her and Damian Bashir, Kim Dickens, it's really just her and Demon Bashir. She has really great chemistry with Demon Bashir. Uh, but yeah, Robin Wright really just kills it. It's also her directorial debut. And this may not be the last time I talk about this movie. So yeah, Robin Wright and Land is my first performance I really want to talk about. Cool. My second, I kind of combined, I put the Emma's, that's Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. Yeah. Uh, we we're just talking about Cruella. But even though I didn't love the movie itself that much, I, I cannot deny the star power and um, epic rivalry uh, that these two show in the, in the film. Yeah, Emma Stone just uh, having that, you know, believable and, and even likable character at first, and then watching her, you know, kind of go the Joker route a little bit, I guess, <laughs> and become uh, nastier and meaner throughout. Um, 
and then Emma Thompson is mean the whole time, but she has some uh, <laughs> some some funny lines and stuff too. So she's it's a it's a treat to to watch her on screen, even though you don't like her character. She but. had like one scene in the movie. Where I was like, oh, she's really not up. Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> yep. It was when they went out to lunch, and I was like, right. Oh, this is nice. This, uh oh. Okay. At nope. The turn. <laughs> yep. Nope. Yeah. Okay. All right. And there's, uh, I can't talk about it in detail, but there's one scene at the end that Emma Stone does that it's right after I rolled my eyes. <laughs> um, but mm. her her reaction and and what she does <laughs> with that re- revelation, yeah, um, and and her hands is really well done and really well performed. Um, yep. uh, if it was someone else, like I would have. Well, I wouldn't have walked out of the theater, but I would have tuned out more. But with her performing it, I thought it was done really well. So good, good casting there from them. Emma Stone, even though I'm not going to talk about Emma, just she's actually is she either tied for first or it is my favorite performance of the year so far. Just she's just so good, man. Just mm-hmm. like really, really good. And I feel like we forget sometimes, Ben, that she's an Oscar-winning actress now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because sometimes I still see the girl from like Zombieland at Easy A, but like yeah. Emma Stone's just really, really good, dude. Mm-hmm. Just I, I'm not really happy they're doing a sequel, but that's a conversation for never because I don't want to talk about it ever again. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's a whole lot of performances I could choose from. Uh, Tom Holland and Cherry was great. I could talk about Jason Segel and our friend. I could talk about Olivia Munn and Violet, another festival film I watched at South by Southwest. I really want to talk about Rosamund Pike, and I care a lot. She was really good in that movie. Then, however, I am going to go with the performance I said I was that was tied for first for me for my uh, favorite performance of the year, and it's not Dakota Johnson, our friend. She's my second favorite performance this year. It's going to go to this girl called Jenna Ortega in this uh, South by Southwest film called The Fallout. Now, The Fallout is a movie I hope comes out this year. It's a movie about the aftermath of a school shooting. And we get to see kind of her. She's in high school. I believe she's a sophomore or junior, Ben. And we just get to see, well, actually, we get you hear the gunshots. You don't see the shooting happen, but you do hear like her character hides out with some other students in the bathroom. And you get to see those react and you get, you get to see her, you know, them reacting. And that's when the performance really, really started to kick in for me. Because then she starts acting out and doing all these things, but it's like you, you think to yourself, I mean, okay, you're going a little too far, but no, this is exactly probably how most kids will react after mm-hmm. a school shooting. And the ending is just, it breaks your heart because it, it doesn't, it's not the happy ending I thought it was going to be Ben. And it's because of her, I like Ben, the uh, you know, performances that you see reactions, you know, and her reaction to a certain thing that pops up as the movie closes, it, it, just, it broke my heart. Like it really, really broke my heart, and I think Jenna Ortega. If the, if this film comes out this year, which I really hope it does, fingers crossed, mm-hmm. I think people are gonna start remembering this name a lot um, because she is fantastic, just really, really strong in this movie. Wow. She's not in a lot of other stuff that people have seen. So I know her name from You season two. Yep, that's that's what <laughs> I was gonna say. She was, you know, she was she, she played uh, what was her character Ellie in season two of You. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ben. And uh, the Babysitter sequel. Yes, yeah, she was in that. Yep, <laughs> is is what I know her from. But I really want to see this movie now. The Fallout. I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's before. um, 
I, it was one. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to do go to South by Southwest this year, mm-hmm. just because. Well, actually, I I saw Shaylee Woodley in the fallout. I was like, oh, this sounds good. Yeah. Don't get your hopes up for a while, Shaylee Woodley. She's in like two scenes. Okay. Very very. But it's really not about her. It's about Jenna Ortega's character and her chemistry she makes with uh two you know two, the two people the two students she was with when they were hiding out in the bathroom uh, during the mm-hmm. shooting. Really, especially uh, Maddie Ziegler's character, uh, Mia Reed. Really, really great chemistry with her. Yeah, this is just a re- it's a really strong movie, Ben, and you might hear me talk about it again soon. So, okay. if that's it, goodbye. No, I'm just kidding. We have to talk about our five favorite films of the year so far. So, here's how we're going to do this. I'll say my, you'll say your five, I'll say my five, you'll say your four, you'll say your four. At the same time, right? So, we're just going to scream it out at the same time right? and give our uh, listeners migraines. Yes? Sounds good. Okay. No, we're not doing that. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's let's go let's go backwards, man. Let's go from five to one. I will let you start with your number five. <laughs> five to one was the Doors song featured in Cruella. Okay, uh, gotcha. Okay, so this one actually, I kind of I kind of went back and forth, but I I think my enjoyment, and it's I wouldn't say it's a great movie either, but I have not watched a lot honestly this year. So number five, Godzilla vs Kong. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen well, a whole lot, and, and some other lot stuff. Yeah, <laughs> some other stuff I didn't like as much um, that, that came out. But Godzilla vs Kong had some fun moments. Whenever I think about this movie, I think about Kong getting his shoulder, you know, dislocated and then putting it back into place by shoving it against the building. And I my just mom love that. I so hard watching but, that do that. Oh my I, god! I, I I remember I clapped. <laughs> I was like, this is this is great. <laughs> So uh, you know what it was for me, dude? It was the jumping of ships. Yeah. <laughs> oh my dude, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love when he realizes something bad's about to happen. And you see him, oh no, <laughs> and he like jumps in the water. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. And yeah, I'm sure it won't make my top ten at the end of the year, but just so far, that's what I am. You know, it's not gonna be it's like it's not my top ten now. It's yeah. actually my number 15th film of 18th. Uh, favorite film of the year but in terms of just pure entertainment top five in terms of just pure entertainment, <laughs> yeah this movie was just a blast it had everything mean, it did everything i wanted to so when you watch god's versus kong just just leave your brain logic just, just <laughs> leave it at the door leave it on your couch it's yep. not this movie's gonna make you eye roll like 20 times but i think mm-hmm. you'll be pleasantly you'll be very entertained for two hours ben my number five is a snyder film can you believe that wow yes the snyder cuts the Snyder man. Cut made my top five, and I have seen 68 films this year so far. Uh, or 60, let me say, I've watched 68 2021 releases, and the Snyder Cut is still on my top five. I've watched this movie seven times now. Good Lord. All right. And I've watched the four-hour movie seven times. It's not healthy, but I, I, it's just because that, that 2017 movie left such a bad taste in my mouth. Sure, yeah. This is just so much better. And we, you know, we've had a whole discussion about it. I, I still don't like the last 20, 25 minutes or whatever. And the, the, the slow-mo is ch- it's Ben. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. But damn it, Ben, every time I watch, I'm just so entertained. I really am. And the the, the team dynamic, this feels like a team, Ben. Not whatever the hell that was in 2017 that we didn't did. I don't <laughs> know what the hell that was. They actually feel like a team here. And the use of Superman I thought was better. The inclusion of Dark Side I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought Steppenwolf was a God. Talk about improvement of the year. That, that Steppenwolf, that sweet Jesus, man. Thank, <laughs> bravo, bravo. 
oh my god i mean the cgi is still but i we got more scenes with him that i liked all that amber her kind of had a little uh wanda flavor in terms of her she has a british accent now what the hell is that all about comes and goes yeah comes and goes that was weird yeah but uh, yeah i just th- this film was just entertaining from start to finish i love the team dynamic cyborg storyline is great i don't like how amy adams was wasted in this movie ben but that's the conversation you can listen to on our snyder cut episode i just i i just love this movie so much for its entertainment value and its team dynamic and the score is just so freaking good i love the score and, and i still get chills with the cat with the with the group shot i do it's not avenger circle shot level but it's a shot that it's it gives me chills because this is everything i wanted for a justice league movie so the snyder cut is my number five film of the year so far all five minutes of that shot you have you have chills yeah all yeah. all 20 minutes all 20 minutes. <laughs> okay um my number four watch this recently actually anna picked it up from uh, Redbox. thanks you Thank you, Anna. And uh, it's it's all right, um, but it was just so much fun, and and the songs are good, and I I had fun with it. It's Barb and Star goes to Vista Del Mar. Oh my god! <laughs> I am surprised because I, I actually have this sitting in my uh, in my queue in my Google Play. I have just like every time I go past it, like you know what? I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was interested, but then of course I didn't jump on it, you know, on, on digital and stuff to watch it. But um, it was like one dollar or whatever at Redbox, and Anna knew I wanted to watch it, so she picked it up. And yeah, I mean it's not amazing, but I, it, it was it was funny. There's some good jokes in there, um, and it it's kind of it, it set up different than how I thought it would be, so it kept me interested the whole time to see where it would go. So not only Kristen Wiig and is it. Annie Mumolo. I don't know how to say her name. Uh, um, yeah, Annie uh, Mumolo. Or we'll, Mumolo. You know, we're just going to call her Annie M. Annie M, yes. Uh, they, they do a really good job. And then uh, Jamie Dornan, who I just knew the name from uh, Fifty Shades. <laughs> but he's uh, he's got a good little singing wait, voice. Wait, is it Coach in this? Yeah, Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> Coach. Yeah. yeah. New girl, if it, if it, new girl reference. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, yeah. like, who the hell is coach? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our coach from the soccer team. <laughs> um, yeah, he's not a huge part, but he he does show up and he's a lot of fun too. So, yeah, it, it's it's kind of like you know the craziness of of uh, like Anchorman or something, you know, where anything can happen. And uh, oh, don't get my hopes up, man. Cause you and I both love Anchorman. Don't get my <laughs> yeah. hopes up. Don't get my no, hopes that up. That just that just popped my head. <laughs> I'm gonna call you now, like midnight. This isn't like Anchorman at all. <laughs> no, no, I mean it's really not. It's just kind of. Those those randomness vibes. Um, gotcha. With uh, you know, there's no animated sex sequence or anything, but just uh, just kind of crazy and funny funny jokes all along. So, yeah, that's my number four. All right, my number four is a movie I just talked about a little while ago. That is Robin Wright's Land. Uh, like I said, but just an emotional emotional journey. You know what I liked about this movie too, Ben? Sometimes with these character pieces, they can drag out for too long. This film is an hour and twenty nine minutes. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome, mm-hmm. and you know what? I kind of wish it was longer. I I really just wanted to have you know hang out with Robin Wright and Damian Bashir, and I Ben I love Robin Wright so much. Like I still like she will always be Claire Underwood in House of Cards for me. But damn it, dude, she's so good in this. And for a directorial debut, it's fantastic. It's only got a seventy percent of Rotten Tomatoes, but hmm. 
it's a it's a very very emotional journey i would say for the casual go for the casual viewer i think the movie's going to pick up for most people once damien bashir comes on the screen mm -hmm. it takes a while to get there like a good maybe 30 minutes before he shows up but once he shows up and the two start hanging out together i think after people are really going to start like it you know enjoying the movie more but i did enjoy those quieter moments like there's a scene where she has to be quiet and a really big ass band that comes to you know attacks her cabin and stuff and it's just it's it's there's a lot of great sequences in this in the in the early moments of her you know kind of bracing the elements it's uh yeah it's just a, it's just a really powerful film that really stuck really hit home for me man this was actually for a minute it was my favorite film of the year for a minute mm -hmm. like really like one minute and then I would be watching another movie, and I was like, no, 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 never mind, never mind. But uh, yeah, Land is fantastic. I love it. And it'll probably be in my top ten. I'm hoping by the end of the year, still. Cool. Sounds like Robin Wright can do no wrong. You know, I give you a ten for your intro. Don't, don't let me take it back. Don't push it. Okay. Yeah, don't push it. Well, anyway, moving swiftly <laughs> along, my number three. This is the one that we watched together. Uh, those who wish me dead. I thought it was really. Uh, yeah. I don't even have this in my top. Uh, oh, it's in my top ten. Okay, sixty-eight movies, Rod. We get it. No, I'm I, surprised because uh, I liked it more than you did. So to have it yeah. in your top five, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, sixty-eight movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty good, and I, I still, uh, you know, recommend it for people that were interested and wanted to see it. So um, I know we we reviewed it uh, in fuller length earlier, but pretty good performances and the the villains were good and surprise One of uh, the villains were good sure yeah uh I surprise take nicholas holt seriously so. <laughs> surprise tyler perry was interesting um and apparently he's doing uh medea again we got news i was that just talking recently. to the about that this morning i was like oh my oh. god the medea's coming back <laughs> he, look he can't help himself man all no. right he's like oh, look medea is done she's gone yeah uh, oh. funeral i'm excited for this though because it's on Netflix, so yeah. I, we're going to see Medea unfiltered now. I, I am, I am <laughs> excited. I am yeah. excited for this. This, this has a, a chance to be either really, really good, or this is going to be really, really bad. So. <laughs> yeah, we shall see. But uh, yeah, those who wish me dead, kind of uh, middle of the road, I guess. I don't know, but I, I thought it was, it was a pretty good little action uh, action movie. And uh, Medina's uh, Singor. Singor, something is uh she i don't think we called her out last time but she she does really good that was a surprise uh performance from her too so no i love Bernthal. he was so good in this yeah i love that little standoff he had with the with the, with the villains oh so good yeah. so good <laughs> you know i i it's almost to a point i've been like i don't want to know john Bernthal's in the movie just be, so i can be surprised <laughs> yep um all right so yeah my number three is another festival film that i saw that i just talked about and that is the fallout which i'm ben i'm really really hoping this movie comes out this year so i i just want to take a second ben just to say that we're at a point now in our lives where shootings no matter where it happens it's just like whatever now because it just happens so frequently and that's just sad yeah. you know when i get CNN alerts or whatever on my phone i'm like damn that's sad like back in the day you'd be like oh my god you know we, we would all turn the news or something immediately now it's like oh another school shooting and it's just it's just sad and, and this this move to school this movie touches on it a little bit yeah it's just it's a really really great character study and this i i, I teared up a, a few, quite a few times especially towards the end 
And these that the actual school shooting sequence left me like holding like the crutches on my bed because I was watching this like on my you know I was just watching this in my room and I was like just just holding on because it's, it's just it's really yeah. tense because she actually has a little sister who goes to the same school so you're like oh so you're worried about her and you're also worried about her sister so it's all just a lot it's mm-hmm. a lot to take in it's a very heavy film it's not a film I would watch on a Saturday afternoon which is what I did because that's when the <laughs> film premiered at South by Southwest thank mm-hmm. you guys so much but anyway yeah the fallout Okay, so my number two, here we go. Top two, these are like amazing. I love a lot. We, we touched on earlier, Mitchell's versus the Machines. And it made a movie for me, kind of came out of nowhere. And hilarious and heartwarming as well. And the, the voice acting here is really good too. Uh, Dana McBride kind of came to mind for a good uh, performance. Um, oh, as a father. From, yeah, yeah, from yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, you kind of forget sometimes <laughs> who it is um, as the father. But I think he, he does really good. Because he, he gets into that role so well. So, yep, that's my number two. Uh, my number two is my favorite theater experience since Avengers Endgame, and that is The Quiet Place Part Two. Uh, this movie, from start to finish, left me wanting to close my eyes for the whole movie. I, I love this experience so much. Seeing it with some friends was great. Um, and then seeing it with my mom again and having her just covering her eyes while she's on my shoulder, it's just, it was, it's, it's that type of movie, Ben, where it just, leaves you a mess because of just how tense this movie is mm-hmm. leaves you a, leaves you a wreck not an emotional wreck that was the first film this film and you kind of put it nicely in your instagram review it focuses more on the oh action. you read it you read it thank you oh yeah yeah you know it's my job so i'm just kidding that was a great review <laughs> um yeah but you said you said you know this film focuses more on the action sequences than the emotion of the family and i'm like yeah that kind of sums it up nice, but there are still good emotional beats, mainly yeah. coming from Millicent Simmons and Killian Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, because I, I gave both these movies like five out of fives or ten out of tens or whatever. One thing I don't like about this movie that I, I appreciate about the first one was we don't see the monsters as much in the first one. I kind of wish we didn't see the monsters as much, but I get mm-hmm. why, just because you know we've seen them now, so why don't we just see them more? Yeah. But Ben that prologue has to be one of the best prologues in any movie period yes so so good yep and when that cell uh, mm-hmm. a cell phone goes off and that's all mm-hmm. i'll say i i really just wanted to be like run motherfuckers run but anyway, <laughs> um yeah just it, this man this movie's so freaking good this lived up to the hype um, Emily Blunt, even though she's not the main focus, she's still really good. Uh, she has a great scene, a great standoff with the monster in the third act that I loved. Uh, but this is really Millicent Simmons and Killian Murphy's movie. And John Hansu shows up for like three minutes. Literally yeah. like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgot he was in it until he showed up. And then, yeah. <laughs> I was starting to, I was like, shit, we're getting close to the hour, like the hour mark. Is he even in this? You know what's what's going on here? Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna spoil what happens to him, but yeah, he's like, he's there. Yeah, he has more screen time in Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, than this. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. Think, isn't he in Captain Marvel too? I think he's in more more. Uh, he's in <laughs> Captain Marvel more than he is in this. But uh, yeah, this movie to me is a masterpiece, man. It's it's. I I still can't decide if I like the first or second one better. <laughs> right now, I still lean towards the first one. But just a theater experience, 
and I don't know if we, if I, I meant to ask you this. I don't know if you got that Krasinski prologue. Yeah. Introduced the movie. Okay, yeah. So that happened, and then like a couple people in the audience started clapping, and my whole theater started clapping. Like, ah, it's gonna be back in the movies. It was so cool. Yeah, I just I, I just got to shout out the audience I was with because it was just a blast. The theater the theater was full, even with social distancing. Every you know every seat was pretty much taken. It was just so much fun, Ben. I I, I had a such a good time watching this in theaters and the movie itself was just brilliant so yeah we could talk about a quiet place part two all day as you guys can see it's it's so freaking good but we gotta move on well we're not gonna move on because it's my number one. <laughs> oh yeah we can talk about uh, some more all right yay <laughs> uh no just a couple of things uh yeah echoing everything you said because you stole a lot from my uh, instagram review but uh yes, yes I did. <laughs> um I, I love the small details that he does too. Um, and I'll, I'll call out one that kind of is early on that uh, there's a bunch of cars on the freeway, which is a standard, mm. you know, Armageddon or apocalypse trope. And, uh, but all the driver's doors are open yeah. because if there's a disaster happening, you get out and run, you don't wait to close your door. And I know that's just a small thing, but there's there's several stuff like that that I caught that I was like, that's it's like really good filmmaking and, and attention. No, you could no that that's a good point, man. Because like, you know, even a film like uh, an apocalypse, like I Am Legend or something, mm-hmm. all the doors are closed. Like, yeah. right, what the hell? No one tried to escape. No, right. You know what what what's going on? Yeah. So and I, maybe that's a bad example, but like I've noticed that with some apocalypse movies, like the doors are closed, and you know, you saying that, and I think about it, I'm like, yeah, all the doors are open. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's uh, thank you for bringing that up, Ben. Yeah, gold star, gold star. Oh, thank you. Um, oh, I'm taking it back though. That was too oh, much. That was, okay. that, was, that was too All much. Right, well, work to get it back, but yeah. And then I, there's some people too that, that can nitpick it and and talk about the world that you know is is existing in that movie, and it not it doesn't totally work, I guess, like fully. But it's just the, it's so much fun and then so you know tense and enjoyable yeah. uh being being in that world that I, I just love it so much and yeah i remember i uh i walked out of theater and texted you immediately and i was like that was awesome oh yeah, yeah. um well, I, loved, weird, I thought uh, you were i thought you were going to see corella and i was like what, you to see corella? <laughs> yeah whoops <laughs> i did too <laughs> but uh but yeah it was quiet place we saw first but yeah and then there's i don't want to give away too much but there's he he cuts between scenes at a, a few times like really well yeah. and it's oh, almost oh yeah yeah it's yeah. it's that it just adds to the tension mm-hmm. um and it's almost like a you know seasoned director uh, doing stuff like that but this is his second movie krasinski so anyway it's actually not a second movie he's done he's directed more than just the quiet place oh yeah because that wasn't his first directorial debut yes it was the hollers that's what it was called the hollers Pretty good cast, actually. I haven't watched it yet, but it's got Charlton Copley, Charlie Day, Richard Jenkins, Anna Kendrick, oh. Randall Park is in it, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty good cast, and I think yeah, this is Kurzinski's debut, if I'm not mistaken. Just hmm, looking okay. it up on Wikipedia real quick, because you know Wikipedia is always right. Oh no, it's not his directorial debut. He did brief interviews with Hideous Men in 2009. Not. The same stacked cast. It's got some notable people: Barbie Carnavale, Dominic Cooper, Corey Stoll. Oh, for, Will Forte, Rashid. Okay, never mind. I take it back. Rashida Jones, Will Arnett, Christopher Maloney. Don't know, you guys don't know that name. He's Law and Order SVU alum. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good cast. 
Okay, yeah. well, it's only his fourth movie then, but still. <laughs> oh, it's only his fourth movie. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's not as exciting then. He's okay. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes, Quiet Place Part 2. I I wish we could have done a spoiler review, but we, you know, we were both out of town, so we couldn't do it. But, you know, I'm, I, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant film, Ben. Yeah, you and I both had in our top 10 you know, anticipated films of the year. Lived up to the hype and then some. I, I just hope the sound design gets nominated again this year. It's just yeah. so good. And the film just looks gorgeous as well. Just, mm-hmm. just looks really good. And we need to give Krasinski a round of applause for actually holding this movie off a year so we can see it in theaters the way yes. it has been. Because you could have, I think any other studio would have put this on streaming. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I think they would have. So thank you, Paramount, thank you, Krasinski, for holding this off a year. Because this was, this is a theater experience for sure. I'm probably going to see it a couple more times in theaters. So with that being said, oh, wait, I have to give my number one film of the year. One of our favorite shows is How I Met Your Mother. And uh, Jason Segal has been doing a lot of, you know, he's a you know, funny guy. And he's been doing a lot of dramatic stuff lately. More or more dramatic stuff lately. And he did this little film with Casey Affleck and America's Sweetheart Dakota Johnson called Our Friend. This movie came out back, oh my God, it's been back in January, actually. And this movie broke me into little tiny pieces. It's based off a true story about this, uh, this woman dying of cancer. And it, it that's the story, but the real story is Jason Segal is friends with Dakota Johnson and Siegel. Casey Affleck. Yeah, Jason Segal. Siegel is friends with... Thank you. Steven Segal is... <laughs> <laughs> Jason Segal is you know friends with Casey Affleck and Dakota Johnson, the married couple. And um, he decides to, you know, kind of leave his life, leave his girlfriend to go take care of their family, to, to go take care of their family while she's kind of going through treatment. And then when they get the news that she's going to die it becomes even more emotional and it's just a wreck. At least the movie left me a wreck. Mm-hmm. I am not the biggest Casey Affleck mm-hmm. fan in the world. I prefer his brother, Ben Affleck. I might, we might lose some fans here, Ben, but I, I, I didn't think Casey Affleck should have won for Manchester by the sea that year. I think it should have won a Denzel for fences, but that's just me. But Casey Affleck still a great actor. And this is probably a top five performance from him. Uh, I've seen. He's really, really strong in this. Jason Siegel surprised the hell out of me. Like he is really, really good here. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of the heart of the film, honestly. Like he's kind of us in the film. He we see the film really from his eyes, his from his point of view. And then I mean, come on, Dakota Johnson's brilliant. She's lovely. She's fantastic. A couple of people have said this is the best performance of her career. And I was like, okay, okay. Y- y- y'all haven't seen Bad Times or Suspiria. Nope, nope, they were right. This is probably her my favorite performance of her. She's wow. Excellent, excellent, excellent. There's a couple moments when they tell I won't get into spoilers. It's based off a true story, but I don't want to get into spoilers. I'll just say the three of them together have great chemistry. It's a movie that I can't really rewatch because it just breaks my heart and the ending is made me cry more than I would like to admit, Ben. So I it's probably gonna be in my top five for the rest of the year. Don't know if it's gonna be my favorite for the rest of the year, but it's just a film that stuck with me emotionally. The performances are all really strong. Like I said, Jason Siegel is absolutely fantastic. Dakota's great, Casey's great. I I I hope more people pay attention to this film because it's really, really good. And yeah, it's it's my favorite film of the year. It's just it's emotionally devastating. But there's you know, the scenes that are happy and full of life, they make you feel warm. And then they break your heart, Ben, and mm. they give you, you know, 
devastating cancer storyline stuff. And the use of flashbacks, I thought, was used very effectively. Um, they don't do it a lot, but when they, they, they mess with the time, mainly in the beginning of the movie or the first two acts, and um, it, it's used really effectively. So, yes, Our Friend is my still my favorite film of the year. Such such a just such an emotionally empowering film. I've watched now three times. And I probably need to stop because it's just had enough. I'm I'm I'm, I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of crying. So, well, with all that said, uh, so yeah, my top five: Snyder Cut, number five; number four is Land; number three is The Fallout; number two is A Quiet Place Part Two; and number one is Our Friend. And then, what was your top five once again? My top five: number five, Godzilla vs Kong; four, Barb and Star goes to Vista Del Mar. Yes, say it like that. Three. Those Who Wish Me Dead, two, Mitchell's Versa the Machines, and number one, A Quiet Place, part two. Well, we are almost done, guys. We're going to take some, we uh, we did have we did some time so we can answer these, uh, our uh, our fan questions for our mailbag today, Ben, because we have fans. <laughs> yes, all three of them wrote in with questions. Yay! Yay! <laughs> no, we got more than three. No, uh, we, did get, we, did, we did get some fan questions. Thank you to all who submitted questions today. Yes, yes, thank you. Let's start. Let's let's go with my buddy. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say his name because I don't know if he wants me to use his name or not. So, uh, his Instagram handle is Pop Culture Talks. Love talking to this guy about about TV shows and stuff. So if you guys like you know like talking about or just you know love your series and streaming, he watches a lot more than I do. And so uh, definitely check out his page. Again, it's Pop Culture Talks. He sent in four questions, so thank you very much for that, my friend. Uh, ben, his first question is: What is your favorite Hulu original series and movie? Okay, so there's a very short list that you choose from, so, uh, but that's good. Let's start with series. I have not seen many, and one that came to mind was 112263. I don't know if I've talked about it before on here. I, 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 may, have, I may have. Okay. Um, but it's based off a Stephen King book, and it's about a teacher that discovers a, uh, a warp in, in our reality that takes them back in time. And it's a couple of years before the assassination of president John F. Kennedy. And he decides to, to change history. So it's a, uh, it's a really good show. I read the book and, and loved it. It's one of my favorite books. It's like a, over a thousand pages, <laughs> but um, the, the show is, I think six, it's either six or eight episodes and it's got good music, good acting. And um, it follows the book pretty, pretty closely too. So yeah, that's that's my favorite series. Uh, you know, I I I, I had uh, my obvious answer is um, normal people because normal people is my fourth favorite show of all time. I'm moving up to number three, honestly. Just got through it my was it my third or fourth rewatch. And I'm probably gonna rewatch it again here next month. It's just so so beautiful. I I can't recommend this show enough. Again, if, for all the first-time listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, but for our first-time listeners who are just, you know, just tuning in, normal people, I've, I've talked about it just, uh, twice or three times before, but it's basically a show that follows two people who have this really strong connection and bond. But like most relationships, the problem with them is communication. And this show really, you know, dives into a lot of stuff could have been resolved if they had just communicated better with between one another, um, both of them really. And Daisy Edgar Jones and Paul Mescal are brilliant in the in the in this show. It's twelve episodes. Each episode's I don't I think one episode might be a little over half an hour, but each episode 
is like for the most part under half an hour. It's so strong, so good. The music's really good. Um, but I think you would actually like the score, Ben. The score is really good here. Just a beautiful, beautiful show about, you know, just, you know, young love and young, you know, friendships and, you know, seeing just, you know, just, just seeing how they grow as people, um, both, you know, with, you know, with each other and then on their own individually. It's just, it's really beautiful to watch. And I, but I cried. So I haven't cried that hard at a show's ending in a long time. Like, yeah, but I think I haven't cried that hard since probably Tony starts death and end game. Oh, spoilers. But anyway, um, <laughs> either that or queen and slim for that ending. But yeah, Girl people was really, really good. Another show I wanted to quickly shout out though, was a teacher that just came out last year. Uh, Nick Robinson and Kate Mara. This is a, the look at the, I don't want to say trauma, but very deep look into a inappropriate student teacher relationship and how that can affect the teacher and how that affects the students. And if you don't know Nick Robinson's name, just watch Love, Simon, one of my favorite movies of all time. And Kate Mara's Kate Mara. Love her. So please watch the show. It's like 10, eight, nine episodes, something like that. But it's a really interesting look into the, the uh, uh, into an inappropriate student teacher relationship. And speaking of Love, Simon, Last show I want to mention real quick, Ben, is Love, Victor, the spiritual sequel. It takes place in the same world as Love, Simon. Um, it takes place a couple of years after the events of Love, Simon. Uh, focuses on a brand new character who is, you know, just trying to figure out his own sexual identity. And uh, it's a really, really good show. And I'm bringing it up because when the episode drops, season two also drops that day. Season two drops on the 11th. So I'm really excited because I got my I got my Saturday. Well, I'm going to see maybe on Friday night. So it might be my Saturday plans probably binge watch this whole season. So yes, love Victor. Really, really good. Maybe not as good as the movie, but still a great show. And there's a cameo from someone who appeared in Love, Simon. So uh, there's a couple of cameos from people who appeared in Love, Simon. So stay tuned. Look for look after that. So yeah, Love, Victor is also a show I would highly recommend for people who have Hulu. Uh, ben, he also asked our favorite movie from Hulu, and we both have the same answer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I've only seen two Hulu originals, and I was not going to pick uh, the United States versus Billy Holiday. Yeah, look that. Look, sorry, Andre. great performance, <laughs> not a good movie. Yeah, I will say that it's a uh, that movie is not Andre's fault. I want to put no. that, I want to put that out there right now. She is fantastic. She's the, the movie itself is just formulaic and dull. Yeah. Has its moments though, Ben. Has its moments. Has its yeah. moments. But uh, Ben, to me, this was my favorite movie of the year because you know I was on the whole St. Francis hype train from March <laughs> all the way to the end until July, and then this little damn movie called Palm Springs came out, Ben, and I, it was a struggle for the rest of the 2020. <laughs> I was like, shit, which one do I love more? And Palm Springs came out on top barely. And funny story, but before I let you go, Ben. Uh, this movie has now entered into my top like 60 films of all time. It's oh, nice. I, you know what, Ben? it's just, it's, it's so accessible and such an easy watch. Mm-hmm. It's just so damn entertaining. And JK Simmons is so good in this movie, man. Yeah. So good. And I, I know you're a big JK Simmons fan too. So I'm going to let you talk about JK Simmons, but I just love the chemistry between Sandberg and Melody. Uh, Melody. Hi, I met your mother alum, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I, this might be her best performance, honestly. She was really, really good in here. Dare I say she probably should have won the Golden Globe that year? Just saying, but <laughs> yeah, 
for the the, the comedy set, the comedy, uh, right, 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 supporting actress in the comedy. I can't remember if she was nominated or not, but she so good. Um, I think Andy was, but she wasn't, which was, yeah, weird. yes, that's right. Andy was, and she yeah. wasn't. Thank you, correct. And honestly, it should have been the other way around, even though Andy yeah. was great, but right, I thought Kirsten out outperformed Andy. Yeah, it's nothing to take away for Andy, though, because Andy was really, and this might be Andy's best emotional performance, also. Uh, he was really, really great. I haven't watched yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine, so don't don't hate me, people from Brooklyn Nine Nine fans. But um, from what I've seen from Andy Samberg, this might be his best emotional performance. <laughs> we don't even talk about that's my boy with him and Adam Sandler, <laughs> but so good. The music is great, Ben. Mm-hmm. It moves at a really great pace. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish I saw this in theaters. Honestly, I feel like I would have had a really good time seeing this with an audience. Um, and you know, time travel, time time travel, Groundhog Day movies that we've we've had a lot of them lately, right? Time loop, yeah, yeah, time loop movies. This just felt fresh. And you know what, Ben? This movie, I think we said said this before, but this movie came out at a really great time. You were yeah. kind of in the heat of the pandemic, and we kind of need something easy to watch. And, that, and that's another take away from the movie, by the way. I've been saying that it's an easy watch. It's 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 just it's so entertaining. It's so much fun. I. I Ben, shut me up, please, because I could keep going on Palm Springs. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I don't really have anything else to add. <laughs> you uh, encompassed it all pretty well. All right. Well, that's, that's our show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we spent a lot of time with that question. But anyway, yeah. let's move on to the next one. Your favorite animated film of all time. For me, this is easy. It's the Lion King, Ben. It's the Lion King. Come mm-hmm. on. I Timeless classic. Timeless <laughs> classic. I mean, the soundtrack, the story, the characters. You get it all in a good hour and a half movie. I I'm still mad at Favreau for the you know the Lion King <laughs> live action film. It, you know what was missing from that film, Ben? It's something we haven't. Hey, look at that! We're talking about the Lion King again. But anyway, yeah, what's missing <laughs> is us because we've talked about it so much. <laughs> so much, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the big reasons why that movie didn't work, Ben, it was missing the facial expressions. Yeah, the animated characters had definitely. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this movie just. It's one of those movies been I can watch on a rainy day, and it just brings so much life. Um, and it just brings so much warmth to my heart. I, I'm a clearly we're big Lion King fans. We just need to name this the Infinity Lion podcast or something because this. I mean, we talk about the Lion King <laughs> so damn much. Um, soundtrack. I, ben, I I feel like we're just repeating ourselves, Ben, because yeah. we talk about this movie so damn much. We do. But yeah. Do you have anything else to add? <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, it was really good <laughs> no yeah it's uh yeah it's one of my favorites as well i yeah the animated i, I go back and well i don't know we, we we made started a top animated movies uh podcast before and then didn't finish it and then haven't gone back to it but we're gonna anyway. get to that eventually we, we're you know what <laughs> maybe i promise you viewers no don't promise anything Oh, I'm gonna promise this one. We're gonna get this done. That we're gonna get it done this year. Doesn't mean it's gonna come out this year, but we're gonna get it done this year. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I, maybe I we'll love... just save it for when we do our Disney retrospective. Um, uh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I love Lion King, and then also Toy Story Two. I love a lot um, from the best I feel year like film, like 1999. I feel like you like that more than Lion King. I, you're <laughs> we we had this. He is the biggest Toy Story Two fan I know. This man will die on a hill for Toy well, Story. It, <laughs> It, it seems like it kind of comes up uh, often too, and I always talk about it and defend it. But um, well, Ben, you and I are staying for Disney, so that's right. Yeah, it's it's just uh, it's really surprising how good you know the sequel is. Of course, now we know all Toy Story sequels are pretty good, but um, not for, according for being, to uh, 
what's his name? Um, Mac doesn't like Toy Story 4, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll save that for another day. Um, but yeah, just the, the step up in animation and of course the voice cast coming back and new additions are really good. The the soundtrack, uh, that Sarah McLaughlin song that breaks my heart every time. And the jokes, it's really funny. And then there's there's like adult and pop culture reference jokes too that are they're that really good. And I feel like I find something new or you know an illusion to something every time uh, i watch it so you know what's great about toy story 2 is just uh, there's a lot to love like it's my least favorite and i still give it a 10 <laughs> yeah it's just like i give i've given all the toy story movies a 10 like it, it is the perfect franchise to me we can't really mm-hmm. call it a trilogy anymore but it's just the perfect franchise and besides sid i can feel some sort of sympathy for all the rest of the villains like yeah. especially Lotso and especially Gabby Gabby in Toy Story Four, even though Stinky Pete was still a douche, <laughs> I still felt some sort of emotional connection just because he he felt this was right for him. Like he, this, yep. he you know he this was the path he wanted to go on, and he saw what is it like you're messing this up for me, you know? Yeah. Like so, I, I I felt some sympathy for him. And also that scene where they they fix up Woody. And that guy comes in with the glasses and he's he's stitching it back together and paints yeah. over the, that's that's like it's like one minute of perfection <laughs> in, in animation. I remember it's watching like this very satisfying. Oh yeah, and I remember watching this for the first time. Like, who's the villain of this? <laughs> yeah. I, is there a villain in this? Oh oh, it's uh it's so it's uh it's Zerg. Okay, cool. We're gonna have Zerg. <laughs> in the, oh oh, it's Sticky Pete. Okay, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I kind of watch Toy Story too right now. Gotcha. Oh my god! No, (laughs) no. (laughs) All right, but uh, another movie that I was going to mention, if it wasn't The Lion King, it's The Incredibles. I love, I love Mm -hmm. that movie so much. But we have a Pixar episode coming out soon, so we're gonna (laughs) we're we're gonna save our thoughts for that for later. Yep. All right, we're almost done with pop culture talks here. He asked, "What's our favorite streaming service content-wise?" And I was going back and forth, Ben. Netflix actually isn't my favorite streaming service just because it's just it's a lot, Ben. They have a lot, but I still have them in my top three because you know they have Grays and I love Grays and they have all this good stuff and their original shows. Yes, they, they yes they have hits that they have a lot of misses, Ben. But when they the good thing about Netflix is when they hit with their shows, Ben, they are really really good. Ozark, um, I look I love you. Wait, that, that that came out wrong too. Sorry, oh my <laughs> the show you. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's twice today, man. I'm, I'm really messing up. <laughs> yeah, I like you a lot too, Rod. <laughs> I'm sure our viewers will get it. Anyway, <laughs> I love the show you. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, really great show. So yeah, Ozark, you, the the Christina Applegate, Chris Chris Melody show, Dead to Me. Uh, Linda Cardellini. Yeah, Linda Cardellini. Who did I say? I said Chris Melody. <laughs> I see. Look at that. I saw Chris Melody on my mind. Uh, Linda Cardellini, thank you. Narcos. I'm, I'm missing a lot, Ben. But like, yeah, Netflix. Me, Bloodline and Daredevil are like top. Bloodline's two. good. Oh, yeah. thank you. Daredevil's fantastic. A lot of good stuff. But it's HBO Max for me, man. I love HBO Max. Just the content they have on there between all the HBO shows, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is a sh- uh, show you and I both love. It's pretty good, Ben. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty good. And then uh, you know, you know me. I love the Big Bang Theory, and you know, the shows like The Wire, Mayor of East Town, which I just finished. Such a good show. Uh, Entourage, Game of Thrones, obviously. I mean, 
but the list goes on and on with HBO. And then their originals are really, like I said, Mary of Easttown is really strong. The Undoing with Nicole Kidman and, and uh, what was that? I was supposed to say Paul Grant, Hugh Grant last year. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, another show that you and I both love, Big Little Lies. Yeah. Such a great show. Uh, you want you want to see females just outstaging everybody, just, just trying to up, up one other? Watch that show. Mm-hmm. I, I swear to God that it's like a, a, every episode it's another strong performance by by one of the ladies. It's just mm-hmm. did I ever just say one of the ladies? Wow, I am really off my game today. Anyway, um, yeah, it, it, just a fantastic, fantastic show. So yeah. the movies, we could talk about the movies and what you know the whole deal they did with Warner Brothers. I I don't agree with it, but that's yeah. Just talking about content wise, they have the best in my in my opinion. Just from the, the choices you can choose from. And the shows they have to offer, it's just, it's unbeatable to me, man. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, I would actually, I'd, I'd agree. Content-wise, I think they they have like the biggest and best selection probably <laughs> out mm-hmm. there right now. Um, I, I still find myself going to Netflix a lot. I think I, I use it the most um, just with, you know, the comedy specials and the they have cool docuseries too and stuff. Um, yep. and, and of course, the new stuff coming out. So I, I feel like I, I use Netflix more, but... HBO Max, Max probably with the original content and what they have on there is yep. probably the best. Yeah, I'm just going back and looking at the post I just did with Pop Culture Talks. You sent it to the question. Sopranos, Ben. Yes, just that. I mean, The Flight Attendant with Kayla Cuoco. Check it out; it's really good. Girls, another great show. Uh, Euphoria was Zendaya. That this that was Zendaya's coming out party was Euphoria. Ben. You would Anna need to watch that show. It I is know so it's good. on our list. Yeah, Rick and Morty. I know you're not a big animated TV show guy, Ben, but Rick and Morty is really great. Mayor of Easttown too, but Kate Winslet is so freaking good. It's ridiculous. Uh, speaking of Amy Adams, Ben, Sharp Objects. Yeah, great show. Uh, the Harley Quinn show. <laughs> so it's really good. Another Kaylee Cuoco. Kaylee Cuoco actually voices Harley Quinn, which is she's really good at it. Fresh Prince. Friends. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I need to watch Fresh Friends again. Fresh Prince, so good. I I miss Friends, but I I don't I miss talk about Friends, but I'm not the biggest Friends fan in the world or anything. I haven't even watched the reunion yet. But okay, real quick on that, I'm not a big Friends fan either. Uh, Anna got me to watch like the top ten. I'm sorry. Like top ten episodes. I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> I mean, there, there there's parts that are funny. I just can't. I don't know what the. Uh, I like shows with laugh tracks, I guess, but the, I feel like the laugh track, there's like a lot of space in between. And I don't know. Yeah. It just it feels a little off to me, but, but I, I can understand people like it a lot, but the, the special reunion special I thought was, was pretty cool. It was nice. Okay. Um, it was cool seeing them get back together and they were sharing, you know, memories and by the, behind the scenes stuff that was. <laughs> I've watched clips on <laughs> YouTube. I haven't watched the whole thing, but I have watched yeah. clips. So yeah. I, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Yeah. I just, you know, it's, it's almost two hours. I don't really want to. You know, yeah, I, it was long. I don't need the reunion to be two hours, but I, you know what? I need I need my new girl. Where's our new girl reunion, huh? Yeah, what I the know. hell? We got our friends reunion, but not a new girl reunion. <laughs> what the hell, man? Hope it happens. Uh, Chernobyl, Ben, another great show. Uh, let's move on though, because we talked. Yeah. I mean, HBO's got a lot of good we stuff. We get it. They got a lot. Yeah. Uh, his last question is: He wants to talk about our least favorite superhero movie. To me, this is. I, from what I can just, because I, I mean, I could look up you know, superhero movies and we could be at this all day, Ben. <laughs> yeah. The one that is, and I, I hate saying it because three of the actors really, 
really tried. Smith, Davis, and Robbie all tried, Ben. They really, really did. But Suicide Squad was just awful. Just it's it's just bad, Ben. And yep. the whole the hula girl dancing <laughs> shit with Cara Delevingne, that, yeah. that was all. I mean, it's 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 a lot, Ben. It's <clears throat> it's a lot. And um, the soundtrack was good, though. I'll say that soundtrack was pretty neat. See, Jess, so bad, (laughs) really, really bad. Yeah, that's uh, very low on the list too. It's probably my least favorite. Um, But (laughs) honestly, I kind of see myself. I probably rewatch that over Thunder Force. I can't. I can't talk. I can't talk about it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still mad at Cursive for having watched that. I'm just. I'm over it. I'm over it, man. Well, we won't talk about it though. So, uh, but that's. But listen to the episode that we wrote on on the podcast. Please do because they run a good podcast over there. Please check them out. MNK Productions, a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah, Thunder Force is just a trip. <laughs> Speaking of which, before we move on, Ben, have you seen this DC crap that they're doing? This Wonder Pets, whatever it's called. What <laughs> the hell, pets, man? Yeah. What, what, what? I thought, I thought, I just thought it was a joke. I was like, oh, that sounds stupid. That's a joke. No, I'm being dead serious about this. Yeah. I have a weird memory of it was like a crypto dog show or something. On Cartoon Network a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. So I was right. Okay. And I feel like I remember enjoying that one. Um, but. It didn't really stick with me, obviously, uh, all that much. So I don't know. We'll see. It's kind of an interesting cast. Oh, you know what, Ben? I take it all back. It's not Suicide Squad. I take it back. It's Catwoman. Catwoman's atrocious, dude. I, I have not. I take it. I, you don't ever want to watch it, man. Uh, okay. Yeah. It is It is just, I mean, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and this came out, I think, after Elektra. No, it just came up before Electra because I think Electra was 05, and I think Kelvin was either 03 or 04. Um, Electra's really bad too, but <laughs> this is just a special kind of bad. Yeah, there's not like there is nothing, and how she got her powers is just laughable. We're gonna move on because um, I'm not getting any I'm just thinking about it right now. So let's move on, Ben, because we do have other questions we got to get to. Uh, so we're gonna start with our buddy Zach, Ben. And Zach writes into us the best performance from an actress from the 2010s. And uh, you and I are talking about off screen about off screen. I gotta stop uh, before we started recording. Yeah, I was getting ready. I I really really was going to say Amy Adams, but I feel like I've talked about Amy Adams enough on this podcast. And I, while I do think Amy Adams gives the best performance of the decade last year, what? last decade with <laughs> I'm, Ben, I'm off my game today, man. This is what happens when we don't record for two weeks. With Arrival, yep. I don't think we talk enough about Rosamund Pike and Gone Girl. She scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, that woman makes me not want to date anymore. Like I, I honestly, dude, she just—it's just she's terrifying. She's creepy, but damn, she's sexy. Damn, she's. <laughs> I mean, there were a couple of scenes I'm like, "Hey, girl," and then there's another couple of scenes like, "Yeah, how you doing?" And then it's like, "No, I don't want to know how you're doing." Go away, go away, go, <laughs> yeah. go far, far away. Yeah, really. I because I didn't read the book. You read the book, right, Ben? No, my mom. Oh, did, I thought you read the, book. No, read the book. I'm thinking of the other woman in the window, the other book Jillian yeah. Flynn wrote. When that twist happened, Ben, I woman literally sharp objects. Yes, yeah, was yes, what she, I read. Yeah, okay. Uh, that when that twist happened, Ben, I had about just almost passed out. I was like, what the actual f? Yeah. yeah. Such a it's still one of my favorite movie twists. Might, might not be my favorite movie twist, but it's still one of my favorite twists in any in, in a film. It's so good. 
for a two and a half hour film too, Ben, it flies by and Rosamund Pike is the biggest reason why she's talk about just we talked about earlier about how Emma Thomas is just mean. <laughs> Rosamund Pike is a psycho bitch. Her character <laughs> is a psycho well bitch, put. not the actress herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosamund Pike's like, how dare he call me yeah. a psycho bitch? <laughs> no. The character Amy, herself is Amy just Dunn. yeah. Amy Dunn yeah. is just all types, and there's a scene in the bedroom. You know, Patrick Harris. Don't, don't. I, 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 Ben. She is so calculated, Ben. Yeah. Just so yeah. I like every like she. Oh, this woman crazy. Okay. Anyway, go ahead, Ben. Who's? What about you? Um, Amy Adams with the rival popped in my mind too. Uh, and then we talked a little bit more, and then I was like, you know what? Emma Stone in La La Land is just is is amazing. Um, cause she she can do that funny and cute side too but then also has really emotional scenes but then something popped in my mind and i don't know why i didn't think about it earlier one of the most impactful movies that i've ever seen is is room and brie larson's performance why didn't we think of that oh my I god don't know. what she <laughs> but, won an oscar for oh my exactly <laughs> we were like who's viola davis i don't know, <laughs> I don't I don't know. know. <laughs> shit damn dude yeah uh, thank you bro hold on Give Ben a round of applause for that. <laughs> uh, take you, a bow, you. Ben. Take a bow. Thank take you. a bow. I'll wait for the listener. Take a bow. Take a damn bow. So, well, I'm sitting down. There, there you go. go. Okay. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Brie Larson, that, that performance just blew me away. I think that was a hmm, – no, maybe not the first thing I saw her in, but I knew her name, and uh, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll check this out, and then it was A24, and I was like, I like movies. I'm, you know, I'm a film bro. So is that what you said when you're a while? That's, like, that's what I said out loud. <laughs> yeah. And the person next to me at Target was like, okay. Uh, and I got the movie and sat down and watched it and then it broke me. And uh, yeah, it's just an incredible, incredible performance. Um, and yeah, from, from everyone all around, but Brie Larson for sure. Just, uh, yeah, that's so, so she emotional. And quite it's the 2010s, dude, because I'm just thinking now. Yeah. I finally watched Short Term Twelve like two, a couple months ago. Yeah. She was really good in that too. Yep. I mean, yeah, she was really good. I mean, look, there's a I, I, Ben that you chose a that's a fantastic choice because she, yeah, she broke me in that movie, dude. Like she's so good. Yeah, actresses really rule the 2010s, dude. I mean, you mm-hmm. you can't. I mean, you don't even look at the actresses who weren't, who weren't nominated, like Rosamund Pike. Wait, hold on, no, she was nominated, right? She just didn't win it. I think she was. Yeah, I think she was nominated. She just didn't win it. As far as I'm concerned, as far as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, <laughs> but dare I say they outstage they they outstage the men, Ben. They outstage the men, in my opinion. She was nominated for Academy Award for Best Actress, and she should have won, in my opinion. But it's a conversation for another day. Uh, I mean, we really haven't talked about Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. One of our right. both of our one of our favorite actresses, Ben, especially you. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic. Yep. Oh, 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 Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit too. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, Scarlett Johansson in Endgame also. Yep. Um, got my NK reference in today. All right. Um, and Cam Man Lanking checked off. I checked off for today. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just so many good ones. So that should be an episode one day, Ben. That should be an episode one day. Uh, we were talking about a quiet place earlier, Ben, and our, our buddy, uh, M Judy, uh, underscore uh, OBS. I always, I, I never know if I'm pronouncing his, his name right, but him, I, I love this guy. Him and I talk almost every day, and mm-hmm. uh, he writes in. Do you recommend eating popcorn while watching A Quiet Place Part 2 in theater? Uh, so here's what I did. When I went with my friends that Thursday night, Ben, I did not eat popcorn in the movie. I got it all out, got it all in uh, before the preview started, or at, during the previews. 
So by the time the movie started, I was basically not done with my popcorn. Very well said there. <laughs> yeah, I ate it all during the previews too. Um, well, most of it. I think during the, the beginning scene, I was a little quiet, and then there was a little action, and I kind of finished it. And then, of course, guess who got an icy? They, they always have to get an icy. Uh, they had a Mountain Dew flavor, so I was like double excited and uh, loved it. It was great. And then there was like one time I was like, oh, maybe I can, maybe I can get a sip in. And then, of course, I moved the straw and ear, ear during the, and I was like, nope, no, never again. So I set it down and just drink the liquid after the movie. Yeah, I think but, from uh, what I could tell from the theater I was in, most people were probably were trying to eat their stuff during the movie, uh, or <laughs> during the previews. Just oh, okay. So, you know, the movie started that, uh, yep. everyone would, you know, be quiet. So, yeah, I don't recommend eating popcorn during the movie. Just, just don't. It's, yeah. it, it, it ruins the experience. For just for this film, just for this film, any other film, yeah, go ahead, eat, eat your popcorn as loud as you want. But you know, for this, shut up, eat your popcorn during the previews. All right, okay, ready, Ben, for the next question. Yes, uh, our friend Review Criticus, who we need to get on the show, Ben. I, yeah, I, 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 I like talking to this guy, he's just this man's always busy, it's just always busy, <laughs> yeah. But uh, he writes in, Do you think that there will be any billion dollar films this year before quiet before the Godzilla versus box office? I was like no not gonna happen then Godzilla versus Cotton did well in the box office then Cruella and the quiet place part two both did really good at the box office so Ben I have three films that I think have a chance and it, Fast 9 is not one of them I don't think it's going to any other year or before oh, yeah. last year it, it would have yeah absolutely yeah last year before the pandemic or 2019 for sure it would have made over a billion dollars yeah. Because it seemed like every other movie in 2019 was making a billion dollars a year. So. <laughs> yeah. Three movies, Ben. Mm-hmm. First one, Shang-Chi. You know why? It's going to kill overseas. It, that movie's going to that movie's gonna destroy overseas. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we have, we had the potential for another Black Panther situation on our hands here. Mm-hmm. With, the, with the, you know, diversity, what this film has to offer. It's mainly Asian cast. I This movie has a chance, Ben, to really do something strong at the box office. Yep. And we don't see a lot of September movies making a billion dollars. So right. this, might, this might be the first September film to make a billion dollars. Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, I think... Go ahead. If it, doesn't, if it doesn't get cut to pieces by China, because I know they have a lot of censorship there. That's that's um, the only reason why I'm hesitant about it, because like, I know they're they're trying to you know, censor it. But if they don't, if everything just goes smoothly and goes according to plan, I think it has a chance. Mm-hmm. I also said that about Mulan too, but you know Mulan, <laughs> Mulan. So yeah. yeah, that that came out during a weird time though. So but anyway, the good thing about Shang Chi too is it's not going to be like the Black Widow where it's going to do the both uh, Disney Plus and theater. This yeah. is just get your ass to a theater. Come on. So I'm happy about this. I'm. I think you. I'm sure both you and I are going to see either Thursday night mm-hmm. with the rest of our us Marvel fans. So I'm excited, Ben. That that trailer, that first trailer was great. Another movie that's a chance, Ben. It's because it's his last outing. No time to die. Yeah. It's got a chance. It's got yep. a chance, Ben. My one concern is I think it's coming out in a crowd. Like I, November, December is crowded. Really, really. Oh, wait. Is this October, though? I think it's October, yeah. Well, if it's October, then I take it all back. Because <laughs> I think yeah, it's coming out after Venom, let there be carnage. So I'm just trying to figure out, okay, yes, it's coming out the week. Oh, that's what it was. It's coming out the weekend after Dune and the weekend before Halloween Kills. So 
Honestly, Ben, this is a chance because October is it's it's a crowded month, but it's not too crowded. Like yeah. movies coming out in October, Doom, Adam's Family 2, Halloween Kills, The Last Duel, The French Dispatch, Last Night in Soho, which I God, I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. You know what? Yeah, this yeah, this is this has a really good chance. I think so. I think uh, time concerns me. But other than yeah, that, I, that's true. But we've uh, there are now what two films, two three hour films that made a billion, two billion dollars. So I'm not saying it's going to make two billion dollars. Don't know, but a no. billion is not out of the question, Ben. Yeah, I think Skyfall did. Oh yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I'm hoping yeah this is a good send off and up to the the heights of Skyfall. Yeah, with it being his last movie, plus this is one of the first ones to be pushed back, um, and I think a lot of people are anxious to to see it so yeah it's been it's got a good like eight times sweet jesus yeah <laughs> and the last one I, I think it's kind of the obvious one because it's been it i am i'm really worried I like it's my most anticipated film of the year but we have now reached the point where this is like this is reaching towards infinity war and game level hype and that's spider-man no way home like oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah i <laughs> duh yeah so freaking excited for this movie Ben. yep and yet I am so worried. You know why? Because <laughs> you know what's going to happen, Ben? If 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 McGuire and and, and or uh, Garfield don't show up, you know what Twitter's going to do already. Ah, eh, movie sucks. Nope. Uh, either not. I don't yeah. uh, Nope. It's bad. Didn't meet my expectations. Yeah. I. You know what? This is like another <laughs> WandaVision. Didn't happen. You know, my theories didn't happen. And Garfield and McGuire didn't show up. Yeah. Instead of just focusing on the story at hand. Like, do we forget the giant? I feel like we've all forgotten the giant cliffhanger that this happened at Far From Home. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. now we're, we're we're more focused on the multiverse stuff, which for good reason. But like, there is a giant cliffhanger from Far From Home that we have to that we need the answer for now. So, yep. Did Far From Home make that one billion? Oh yeah, that, that, the first Spider-Man film to make a billion dollars. The first, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, Spider-Man Far From Home did. Yep. Yeah, so like, I can... well, that had a lot of things going for it though. Mainly because right. what you know what's coming off homecoming up, but it's the movie right after Endgame. That, yeah. My second Endgame reference today. So that it had, it had a lot going for it. Plus just a lot of fun, Ben. Mm-hmm. It came out during the fourth, so it's just it was a lot of fun. Yeah. This is coming out eight days before Christmas. I there there have been rumors that we could get a trailer. Little we might get a trailer tomorrow <laughs> when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Uh but we're recording this on a Wednesday, guys. Just letting you know. So, if a trailer comes out June 10th, Ben, we might have to re- re- reconvene Thursday night and talk about the trailer or something. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I doubt it just because Loki's out this week. I don't think they're going to take it away from yeah. Loki hype. But a trailer feels like it's coming soon. And back to the whole back to the question I had a billion dollars. It's far enough away now, Ben. From the pandemic that I think we're all going to be I think most theaters are going to be back to full capacity by that time mm-hmm. I think this has the best chance to reach a billion and I think it has a good chance to maybe even surpass 1.5 billion so we'll see I think the quality of the film is going to matter too I, I bet I'm just worried that why is it that the third Spider-Man movie has to be overcrowded Spider-Man 3 <laughs> overcrowded I mean Spider-Man 2 overcrowded now, now we got this overcrowded I Ben I can't I can't I can't yeah. Ben I'm worried, but I'm so freaking hyped because this is like a vendor's <laughs> level hype for me, man. I mean, any anything else you want to say? Uh, no, I like the your points on that, and then those three movies are good choices. So let's move on to oh, my friend Vanessa over at the Amy Diary writes, "What are your expectations for Dear Evan Hansen?" 
I was wondering why she wrote that in there. I was like, oh, that's because Amy Adams is in it. I didn't even know about the movie, Ben, until the trailer came out. And then I was like, holy crap. So this is now my top 10 most anticipated films for the rest of the year. It'll, 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 it, we're, I'm gonna make, we're gonna do a post about that soon, Ben. And you're gonna, I'm sure, it, I don't know if it's gonna be on your list, but it's on my list. Great cast. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about the music, but besides the point, I love the story. I love the whole moral dilemma, moral dilemma here on should he or shouldn't he tell his parents? So it's, I'm excited, Ben. Really, really excited. Uh, yeah, we touched on it when we talked about the trailer before, um, but uh, I'm, I'm interested. I've, I've heard of it before, of course, but I don't know the full story and just what I've seen from that trailer. Um, and yeah, definitely interested. And of course, we both love Amy Adams, so she's a big pull <laughs> to, to see it. But I'm, I'm hoping it's, it's good. All right, let's get to, uh, we're almost the Loki stuff, guys. So going to answer two questions for brian brian's first question is have you started on superman and lois yet i'm predicting not brian no i have not i i no. i just have too many shows i'm watching right now and i'm on my i'm on my like 20th rewatch bend of gray's anatomy right now i just finished beer of east town uh i'm getting ready to start this show on apple tv plus called uh uh mosquito uh, mosquito something mosquito coast, mosquito coast. Like yeah mosquito coast that looks really good and then i'm, I'm still catching up on the flash and then, uh, then I got I, I still need to finish two broke girls, also, but I still haven't finished that show yet. So, yeah, I'm getting to it though, Brian. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I just I haven't yet, but I'm getting there. So, just be patient with me. Just well, look, stuff I gotta watch first. Look forward to Rod's review then because I have no plans of watching it. Isn't Ben nice anyway? <laughs> uh, his other question was better actress Allison Brie or Jessica Chastain. He did this on purpose to piss me off because I love Allison Brie <laughs> so much. Well, what do you think? I honestly have not seen a whole lot from either, but so a whole hateful. lot. There's still hateful. There's still some hateful. big ones from both that I haven't seen. Um, but where <coughs> Anna and I are watching through Community now, and uh, Allison Brie is a delight in that. Oh, uh, she's she's but, so good. So good. <laughs> for the for the movies, I would I would say Jessica Chastain. I think I've liked more movies that she's been in. So, Jessica Chastain is my answer as well but i just think allison brie has been much better in her tv series than she has been in the movies yeah um i think that's also because allison brie hasn't really been given a lot to lead in a movie really mm-hmm. been um, she's been kind of a supporting character in a lot of stuff uh but if i mean you, you just, like uh, like you know i'm sure for most people i fell in love with her with community she's a hollywood crush of mine i, I you know i love her and she's she did this movie called the uh, the rental last year uh which i quite enjoyed actually i know a lot of people kind of thought it was okay or whatever i, I actually really enjoyed it ben um kind of this indie horror uh flick that actually directed by her husband dave franco so check it out guys if you haven't seen the rental but yeah i i gotta go with jessica chastain dude as terms of just actress wise i mean molly's game and zero dark 30 alone just trumps anything else that brie has done to me for me man well, speaking of Jessica Chastain, Ben, she also just had a trailer drop with Andrew Garfield today. Oh, I haven't watched uh, it yet. I forgot what the movie was called, but it looks good. Molly's Game. Oh, Miss Sloan. That's what it was. Uh, she's, she did the yeah, I love Miss Sloan, too. So, yeah, Jessica Chastain for me. But my heart belongs to Allison Brie. So. <laughs> ben, it's time. All right. Talk about Loki yep. and his glorious purpose. Mark, Marky Mark, sent in 
so many questions about Loki, but isn't it Loki amazing? Right. <laughs> he sent that to me in a in a in a in a in a, in a private chat a couple of days ago. I was like, oh, Marky Mark, very clever. The unpopular film critic writes favorite thing about Loki's pilot episode. Brian also writes your quick thoughts on Loki. So I had a couple of, had a, a few Loki questions come in today, Ben. I'm not going to give the spoilers because when this episode goes up, our spoiler review will be up. Um, I am going to be doing a Marvel Thursdays are back now. Uh, hopefully we just stick to Marvel stuff when we talk about it. But Jacob will be joining me. I think Zach's going to pop on. Uh, and then Gen Z movies is also going to appear. Don't know if Ben's going to show up. He might be too busy hanging out with Anna and whatever. Thanks a lot, Anna. But um, we'll, you know, we'll see. Maybe Ben will be doing his laundry and show up for a couple of seconds. I'm doing my laundry tonight. I'll have you know, but Anna and I are making a uh, pot roast tomorrow. But anyway, regardless, we usually have a lot of fun with the, with the Marvel stuff. And Ben usually makes an appearance in the chat real quick, or he'll show up. He'll show his face for two seconds in his work clothes and be like, Hey, I'm here. <laughs> all right. I'm all right. Bye guys. But anyway, Ben, that's Loki, not spoiler. Cause you haven't watched it yet. I was hesitant and I was a little pissed off. That I would even give him this show because I thought his ending in infinity war was the wrong, beautiful is a wrong word <laughs> but <laughs> it was it was very um i mean it's a, it's a sad ending but it he had, he had his own little hero send off there ben he he made the sacrifice play to try to save his you know to save his brother mm-hmm. so and then like what what was it a couple months I, I forgot when loki was announced it was definitely after infinity war though they announced loki's show and i was i was not having it then i was like god damn it mm-hmm. How many times are they going to kill this fool yeah. and bring him back? That's true, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's like him and Fury. Choose your pick. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm back. I'm dead. I'm back. So yeah. then they had that Investor Day, Investor Day meeting, Ben, and that trailer, they showed that like three-minute trailer. And I was like, okay, I'm in. And then Owen Wilson joined the cast. Wow. Okay. Yeah, wow. And uh, Ben, I let Foggy down because I didn't, I didn't get up. In, in time to catch it right at three yeah. o'clock. Yeah, I saw that. I uh, woke up a little, like half hour later. Thank you, Nyquil. Uh, <laughs> but Ben, not a sponsor. <laughs> no, I don't want. I don't want Nyquil to be a sponsor for this at all. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this though, Ben. Out of all the premiere episodes, Falcon Winter Soldier and <laughs> you okay, Ben? <laughs> Looks like Ben needs some Nyquil. <laughs> From WandaVision's premiere and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier's premiere, this is the best premiere pilot episode. Sweet. Just by far the best. Uh, and you know what, Ben, you're going to like this too. You know how most of the shows like, oh, well, it's like 37 minutes, but WandaVision, it's like, oh, it's 37 minutes. So 25 minutes of footage and 12 minutes of credits. <laughs> this first episode's like 51 minutes. And it's like 40, it's like 47, 40 minutes of actual show and like maybe three or four minutes of credits. Nice. Love it. Because Falcon Winter Soldier also had that same problem, too. That's great. But Ben, the world building of the TV, you you guys, we're going to talk about this in the spoiler discussion, so make sure you guys check that out on our Instagram. But the TVA, they are very important, Ben. Like, more important than I thought. So you're going to see just how important they are. It's like, damn, I kind of want to watch it right now, actually. Um, and TVA, that's the Tennessee Valley Authority. Uh, no? Okay. You know, I, I, I really do like this guy a lot. He just he pisses me off sometimes. Anyway, at the time, Variance Authority, Ben. 
Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. That was a joke for some southern United States people that would get it. So like anyone who listens to our podcast right now. But anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. So they are very, very important. And it's not a very I'm trying to be as not as spoiler-free as possible. It's just hard right now because I'm we don't usually do non-spoiler talks for any Marvel stuff then. <laughs> yeah. So I will say that Owen Wilson is great. Tom Hiddleston's fantastic. Their chemistry is bad. It's 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 really good. Their chemistry is really good. Tom Hiddleston has there are a lot of emotional scenes with Tom Hiddleston that I did not see coming. Hmm. And one scene in particular towards the end made me not ugly cry, not like WandaVision episode eight cry. You know, what is what is grief without love persevering cry? But it it got me in the feels, Ben. It got wow. me in the feels. Episode one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do that while on purpose? Was that a was that an Owen Wilson thing? Did you no, do that <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> um so that was great like it's the world building though and tiny tiny spoiler but this episode literally starts with where we saw loki and endgame so good yeah i I was worried like okay are people gonna be confused no they're not gonna be confused so as long as you understand what was going on in endgame you're gonna get what was going you're you're gonna be fine heading into this i have no idea where this show is going then and i love that a lot of critics (laughs) have seen the first two episodes and they're saying episode two is even better than this one so I'm I'm really excited for next week. I'm a little pissed that it's on Wednesdays, not Fridays still. Yeah, I don't know why uh, they did that. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, Ben. I'm I, I seem energetic and all, but I'm I'm still sick. Yeah. And I am still I'm I'm really freaking tired. <laughs> I did watch I did watch the episode back to back. I watched the episode three times now, and it's it's just <laughs> Ben. It's it's just it, it is the best. It is the best way to kick off a series. It is so so good. Like this reminds me of the Mandalorian pilot because we all love that pilot episode for the Mandalorian. This might be better than that pilot episode for the Mandalorian. Like this is just, and there, and there really isn't any action. It's just talking conversations. Yeah. So well, if you stop talking about it, then I'll be able to watch it. No, nah, I'm going to keep you for another hour yeah. or two. So no, no, but no, anyway, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Loki guys off to a great start. Make sure you make sure you check out our, our, our Instagram uh, page. Our live stream will be up. When this episode, this episode, yeah, this episode will have dropped, so our live stream will have, will be up. So make sure you check out episode one. Like I said, Jacob, what Jacob will be on, and uh, Gen Z probably will be on for a little bit. Maybe Ben will pop on when he's not doing his laundry, and uh, Zach may pop on for a little bit too. So, yeah, Loki off to a great L. Musical score, Ben. You're gonna love it, Ben. You're Sweet. gonna love it. You're gonna want that vinyl. You're gonna yeah. want that vinyl. There's gonna be so. some more iTunes purchasing as well. Oh, I'm yeah. excited. I still can't believe you're using iTunes. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, we have answered all the questions, Ben. I can't wait for you to watch Loki because I know you're going to text me like right after and be like, ah, you were right, Rod. I'm sorry, oh, glorious one. I'm like, oh, no, no, don't worry, Ben. It's okay. It's okay. I don't know about glorious one, but. Oh, uh... shut it. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you for dealing with us for two hours. This was a lot of fun. Ben, I do want to, uh, I do want to have a couple of shout outs here. One, make sure you guys check out Ben on the Wastelander review. I I listened to that over uh, vacation. I watched that episode. Oh, sweet. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks. Yeah. That was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Shane, Shane's a really good host. He's so, like a nice uh, guy. Delve into some questions. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you guys check out Ben. Uh, check out Ben and I as we dominate trivia on League of Cinephiles. Uh, <laughs> right. 
we've got round two coming up here. I, I, I don't even know when, but it's coming up soon. Um, I also took I also took part in the Battle Royale. I actually made it farther than I thought I was going to. So oh, make cool. sure you check me out for that. I'm, I'm missing something. Oh, Dakota, our friend Dakota, has a new show. I forgot the name of the show already. Oh my god, she has a show coming out with her friend Drake. Who suggested this? Is the show with her and her friend Drake. Um, so make sure you guys check them out. Am I missing? Oh, and uh, Ben, we've got some good stuff coming up. Like I said, we got a Pixar episode coming up here shortly. We are finally going to do part three of our Disney retrospective. Yes. Uh, we got to get that out. And uh, we got a Fast and Furious episode coming out real soon, too. Hopefully, we can get your buddy Roman to come back on uh, for that. And I'm sure we're, and we're doing a trivia with someone you talked to, right, Ben? We're doing that also, right? Yes. It'll be a trivia between you and me, Rod. Great. So, and, Ben won. Uh, just spoiler no, alert. No, it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. We don't know. But uh, yeah, our good friend Benedek over at See This If will be will be hosting. So check that out soon. All right. And like I said, guys, make sure you check us out every Thursday for our Loki recaps. Well, actually, I, I'm sorry, Marvel Thursdays because we end up talking about more than just a show. But we're we're gonna do our best to keep it with the Marvel talk. I doubt it though. Ben, I I went back and listened to one of our episodes and we literally talked about Shrek for a good ten minutes. <laughs> so nice. I don't know how Shrek. Not caught up in a uh, Marvel conversation, but Shrek popped up. The Fanny Film Podcast, everybody. So, Ben, where can the good people find us online? Oh, you can find us on Instagram at the Infinity Film Podcast, and you can email us uh, your questions next time, your thoughts on the Loki show, first episode, and anything else you want to talk about. You can email us there at rb.theinfinityfilmpodcast at gmail.com. That's rb, like Rod Ben, dot the Infinity Film Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, yes. Now, we are going to sign off so Ben can watch Loki and I can get back to my greatest anatomy binge and probably watch Loki some more. Get ready for some basketball tonight and uh, take some night and go to bed. So, Ben, this was fun, man. It's been a pleasure. Yep. See you next year. Do this again. Uh, next week, sound good? Is that okay? I have to check my calendar, but maybe. Yeah, so I'll see you next week. And uh, until next time, guys, take it easy. Stay safe out there. To all my Marvel fans out there, enjoy Loki and all of his glorious purpose. Bye.